0: Good morning Alex and friends, I'm Grace. Today is Tuesday, February 27, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. Turning to today's weather, Riverside locals can expect a relatively mild day ahead, with a high of 62.2 degrees and a low settling at 54.8. Now, let's take a glimpse at the top stories we'll be covering in today's episode. First, we'll discuss how President Biden is pushing Congress to steer clear of a government shutdown. The President is also urging lawmakers to provide emergency aid to both Ukraine and Israel as part of a broader national security initiative. We'll dive deep into the implications of his appeal and what it means for foreign policy. Next, we hit closer to home with a contentious debate among state lawmakers over whether undocumented immigrants should be included in the unemployment bridge program. We'll explore the heart of the issue in the rallies unfolding as supporters demand financial stability for workers who are currently excluded from the program. Lastly, the academic world has been abuzz with the stunning news that Albert Einstein College of Medicine has received a landmark $1 billion donation. This colossal sum is earmarked for a tuition-free education initiative that could revolutionize medical training. Stay tuned as we investigate the potential impacts on future healthcare professionals. All this and more, coming up on Alex's News stay with us. Our top story today centers on President Joe Biden's latest effort to address pressing national security issues. With the government funding deadline on the horizon, the president is urging congressional leaders to take swift action. Our reporter Ethan has been closely following the unfolding events. Ethan, can you bring us up to speed with the current situation?
1: Absolutely, Grace. President Biden is in the midst of crucial discussions with top congressional leaders from both parties. These talks are key in preventing a potential government shutdown and providing much needed emergency aid to Ukraine and Israel. Vice President Kamala Harris is also playing a role in these discussions, which is telling of the administration's all hands approach as reported by ABC News and the Associated Press.
0: Now, Ethan, the White House press secretary, has been highlighting the president's commitment to national security. Can you delve into the elements of this critical funding bill that they're trying to pass?
1: Certainly, Grace. The bill at the heart of these talks is a $95.3 billion national security package that's already cleared the Senate. It's comprehensive and covers funding not just for Ukraine's defense against Russian aggression but also for Israeli security and for enhancing strategic relationships in the Indo-Pacific. The president and his team are framing this as essential for America's role on the global stage, and failure to act could mean running into a shutdown by as soon as Friday.
0: With such urgency, what are the sticking points that could potentially derail this bill in the House of Representatives?
1: Good question. The real challenge here is navigating political divides. There are ideological differences within the House that could threaten the bill's passage. Some members may push back against the provisions, and these differences could jeopardize the distribution of funds to critical areas such as agriculture, transportation, and military construction, not to mention veteran services.
0: It sounds like there are considerable stakes here. Ethan, could you speculate on the potential global implications if the U.S. fails to pass this emergency aid package?
1: The implications could be profound, Grace. Failing to provide aid to Ukraine could embolden Russian aggression, Which would further destabilize the region. Also, any waiver in support for Israel might compromise their defense capabilities. And in the Indo Pacific, the dynamic could shift unfavorably at a time when the US is trying to strengthen its strategic ties. It's a domino effect, one that could reshape geopolitical relationships and affect international stability.
0: And of course, this all plays into the broader conversations about US foreign policy and leadership. In your view, Ethan, How does this reflect on President Biden's proactive measures in these complex geopolitical
1: times? President Biden appears to be on a mission to affirm America's role as a stabilizing force globally, especially with the volatile nature of today's geopolitical landscape. His administration's push for bipartisan support on such crucial issues is not just about immediate outcomes but about signaling long-term intentions and capabilities. It's a delicate balancing act with every move closely watched by friends and foes alike.
0: Thank you, Ethan, for that comprehensive update. As the situation develops, we'll be sure to keep our viewers informed. Stay tuned for our next story, coming right after this break. We turn now to a growing issue in New York, where the Unemployment Bridge Program is at the center of a heated debate. Our own Chloe has been following this story closely. Chloe,
2: can you tell us what's happening? Certainly, Grace. The controversy is over whether undocumented immigrants should be included in New York's Unemployment Bridge program. Several Republican state lawmakers are objecting to this, primarily because they feel that the program should prioritize citizens and legal residents, especially considering concerns around potential long term costs to the taxpayer.
0: What exactly are these lawmakers worried about?
2: Their main worry is that extending benefits to undocumented workers might send a message that could incentivize illegal immigration. They argue that the program, which was initially conceived as a temporary measure, could possibly transform into an ongoing financial commitment for the state, and consequently, for taxpayers. I see. On the flip side,
0: what are supporters saying about the importance of including these non-traditional workers?
2: Well, proponents of the program are advocating for financial stability for all workers, regardless of citizenship status. They're emphasizing the crucial roles that freelancers, domestic workers, construction workers, and especially farmworkers have in the economy. These groups are often left out of traditional unemployment insurance schemes, yet they contribute significantly to the state's well-being. And
0: there's been a show of support in Albany, right?
2: Yes, there's been a significant rally with advocates and workers pushing for the fund's inclusion in the state budget. They're sharing the stark realities faced by immigrant parents and workers who lost their jobs during the pandemic, stressing that these individuals need essential support, just like any other resident, to get by in times of need. Has there been any movement on this from the government's end? Governor Kathy Hochul's proposed budget does address funding for services related to migrants and asylum seekers, however, it stops short of including the Excluded Workers Fund. So, for now, advocacy groups are continuing their efforts to push for broader support. Funding seems to be a critical part of this conversation. How do supporters suggest addressing this? They're quite innovative with their funding strategies. One idea is a dedicated tax on digital ads, targeting the revenue from large tech companies. There's also talk about expanding the contribution base for unemployment insurance, exploring philanthropic support, federal grants, even considering public-private partnerships. The objective here is to create a sustainable funding mechanism ensuring the program can effectively serve the excluded workers in the long term.
0: With these alternative funding methods, could there be a change in the stance of those opposed to the inclusion of undocumented immigrants?
2: It's hard to say, Grace. While funding solutions might alleviate some financial concerns, the core issues related to prioritizing citizens and the potential implications for immigration policy remain divisive. It will likely continue to be a contentious issue as both sides work towards a resolution.
0: There's certainly a lot at stake for both the workers and policymakers. Chloe, thank you for breaking down this complex issue for us.
2: Happy to provide the insight, Grace.
0: Here are some other headlines. Arab American leaders in Michigan express criticism of President Biden's position on the Israel-Hamas war with meetings highlighting concerns over civilian casualties and a need for policy changes—including a call for a ceasefire and increased humanitarian aid. Some leaders warn that without such changes, Biden might lose Michigan in the upcoming primary. A movement within Michigan's Arab American and Muslim communities urges Democrats to vote uncommitted to send a message of dissatisfaction with Biden's approach to the Gaza conflict. Representative R. O. Khanna acknowledges the depth of emotion surrounding the issue and urges policy changes to effectively address the situation. Despite expectations of winning the Democratic primary in Michigan, concerns arise within Biden's campaign about the potential impact of the «uncommitted» vote initiative. Notable figures, including former Representative Andy Levin and representatives of Arab American organizations, drive the initiative. In contrast to Biden's challenges, former President Trump is confronting his own struggles within the Michigan GOP. Internal divisions and the continued support for Nikki Haley indicate vulnerabilities in his campaign, which may affect Republican momentum heading into the general election. During his Michigan visit, Rep. R. O'Connor discusses U.S. policy impact on Gaza, emphasizing the urgency of policy shifts to secure Michigan's support. His engagements include town halls and meetings with Arab American leaders, college Democrats, and other key constituents. Voter apathy in Michigan poses challenges for both Democratic and Republican parties ahead of the primary, with some voters expressing uncertainty about participation. Efforts to combat this include strategies to engage youth voters and provide accurate information to counteract indifference. The Democratic primary in Michigan showcases a straightforward delegate system with Biden's influence in the schedule, while the Republican primary is fraught with complications from internal disputes, affecting delegate assignments and conventions. New York City's mayor proposes to cut NYPD budget by $385 million. A new ancient human ancestor species discovered in Israel. U.S. economy exceeds expectations with a 2.9% GDP growth in Q4. China experiences its first population decline since the Great Leap Forward. Meta anticipates another round of significant layoffs affecting thousands of employees. These stories reflect a variety of issues and developments from political tensions and economic reports to discoveries in anthropology and corporate restructuring. For more details on any of these headlines, Further information can be provided upon request. Big news coming from the world of higher education today, where the Albert Einstein College of Medicine has just announced a pivotal change in its tuition policy. Here with me now to delve into the details is our specialist correspondent, Ethan. Ethan, can you start us off with what's happening over at the college?
1: Absolutely, Grace. In an extraordinary move, The Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City is set to offer tuition-free education to every single student. This is thanks to a remarkable $1 billion donation from Ruth Gotsman, who's had a long-standing relationship with the institution.
0: A billion dollars is a staggering amount. Ethan, could you give us some background on Ruth Gotsman and what prompted this unprecedented gift?
1: Of course. Ruth Gotsman is not only a former professor at the college but also the current chair of its board of trustees. Her late husband, David Gotsman, left her a substantial amount of money. Driven by her deep connection to the institution, and wanting to continue its mission of offering premium education regardless of financial status, Gotsman decided to make this transformative donation.
0: So, how is the college planning to use this generous contribution?
1: Grace, they're taking a bold step here. They're making the entire medical education their tuition free, in perpetuity, starting from this coming August. It's a game changer aimed at attracting a wider range of applicants and, very importantly, lifting the heavy burden of student debt.
0: Speaking of student debt, Ethan, how does the current cost of tuition compare to this new initiative?
1: Right now, the tuition at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine sits at $59,458 annually. To give you some perspective, the average medical school debt in the U.S. is over $200,000. By axing these fees, The college is essentially giving students the freedom to graduate without the formidable financial strain most medical students face, opening doors to opportunities that might have otherwise been financially inaccessible.
0: It's definitely a powerful statement. What's been the reaction to this announcement?
1: It's been incredibly positive, and, understandably, emotional. Current students and faculty see it as a reaffirmation of the college's commitment to education and accessibility. It's a philanthropic act that honors Ruth Gottsman's husband's memory and leaves a lasting legacy for future healthcare professionals. NPR highlighted how much this means to everyone at the college.
0: This isn't in isolation though, right, Ethan? Other institutions have received significant donations too?
1: Exactly, Grace. This donation to the Albert Einstein College of Medicine is part of a broader trend we're seeing. Philanthropists like Michael Bloomberg and organizations like the Simons Foundation are making similarly large contributions to other U.S. educational institutions. These gifts are spurring advancements in different areas, including scholarship programs and research initiatives.
0: It sounds incredibly beneficial, but I imagine with such large sums, there are complexities involved?
1: Definitely. Institutions face real challenges in how to responsibly manage these funds. They must navigate issues like equitable resource allocation and ensuring they adhere to donor intent, all while fulfilling their core missions. Transparency in donor agreements, strategic handling of the funds, and strong board oversight are crucial in making the most of these philanthropic gifts.
0: All in all, this could really reshape the model of funding for higher education. Ethan, thank you for providing such a comprehensive look into this groundbreaking news at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and
1: beyond my pleasure, Grace. Always happy to discuss the changes that could shape the future of education.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.